0: Hey, welcome to another episode here at the Kick Pie Podcast, the podcast dojo for inspirational martial arts talk. I am your host, TJ Williams, fourth degree black belt in the Chuck Norris system, here to give you the insider of my martial arts journey, discussing and analyzing martial arts based subjects and highlighting individuals involved in all styles of martial arts, past, present and future. All right. So a little update on me. Um, I am still recovering from my knee surgery. Things are looking good because i am be able to bend my knee from zero to third degrees. But of course, of course, by next week, I'll be able to add another third degrees. So it's almost close to getting 90. So I'm definitely making progress. I'm not going to quit. I mean, I want to get back to doing classes. Well, so far, I'm be able to teach classes. So I'm, I can't wait to get back to my students. I mean, I missed them for a month, but now I'm all geared up. All right. So let me introduce everybody um to my guest, Um uh Nadine. Uh she comes from um you come from Canada, right?
1: Exactly. Yes. Uh,
0: London, Canada. Yes. Oh, that's a two and a half hour drive. I know that. <laughs> Pretty close. Yeah. All right. So she's a third degree black belt. No, I'm gonna see if I get this right. All right. Maybuk maybukai um guru. Ah, man all right you can say it I mean, i'll
1: say it maybe yeah. Kan
0: juru yeah there you go all right I'm. i'm gonna have to get better in japanese sorry all, right. all right so yeah of course you're also trained in um in the kabutu kabutu um that's say size and um um bow staffs and um mm-hmm. lastly you're definitely i know i can say this um you definitely started training in brazilian jiu-jitsu all, yes. right. <laughs> all right so definitely let me introduce everybody uh nadine how you doing
1: hey Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've been watching your um, Instagram um, videos of doing kata. So I know you're very big on doing traditional forms. So, um, all right. Is there like any other favorite um, that you also do?
1: Yeah. So like you mentioned, I really enjoy doing uh, kabuto. So that's a traditional Japanese weaponry. So I kind of did that side by side with doing my Meibukan Gojiru. So um, that's kind of how I got into practicing bow and size. So also doing kata with those. yeah, has kind of
0: become one of my passions. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm starting to have that passion. And oh, I I know I do the bow staff, so that's that's mm, like the first mm-hmm. weapon I learned how to use when I started, and like now I'm trying to get familiar with the topas. So that was like, mm. yeah, it's like that's so like the least least weapon I seen compete in like in tournaments. So at least I feel yeah, it's mostly the swords, bows, um, sais, uh, um, commas, but never up the topas.
1: Mm-hmm. True. They require a special level of technique that uh, that I find that for sure, like you mentioned, we don't see too much because um, I actually have a pair of tanfa myself and it's it's been challenging trying to figure them out.
0: Yeah, but the easiest thing to figure it out, you can use traditional techniques with them. Mm-hmm. Yep, for sure. Right, so how long have you been doing martial arts?
1: So I've done martial arts for about over seven years now. So it'll be eight years come January next year.
0: Oh man, for me it's been it's, it's twenty five years. I'm approaching twenty six.
1: Yeah, I I tend to refer to myself as like a martial arts baby, pretty much, because <laughs> everyone else I speak to, it's been like something they started off in childhood, and that it's just they've added on to it and progressed with it throughout um, like their teenage years and adulthood. Whereas for me, it was like I. I I wasn't well enough as a child to get into sports and activities. So it was really only as an adult that I could then actually take it on and kind of progress with it. All
0: right. Yeah. So usually it's usually started as a child or you can start as a teen or most people, they start when they're you know adult age. And even if they're like seniors, like, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I see like seniors always um going for like martial arts. So that's always good for them.
1: Yeah, for sure. And that's kind of what I, I, Enjoy so much about martial arts and there are a few pages that promote it this way is that it's really for everyone that you tend to find it for whatever reason it gets spun towards children that you know these are our children's classes and then you rarely see the adults coming and joining the groups so I really enjoy the karate or even martial arts is just for everyone and you kind of find your space and how you want to grow in it.
0: Yeah, yeah amazing. all right, so this is what we're gonna do you're gonna bring us back in time um before everything started for you I know you um as a child you had like um certain you weren't as active so I'll let you describe like how would how would you describe yourself before martial arts
1: Yeah, so for myself um i dealt i've dealt with asthma since I was two weeks old. And that stopped me from being active at all as a child, um, just because I was ill so often. Um, And it wasn't really something that was treated as well, I would say, or at least not understood. Um, So it was either like you were healthy enough to do a sports activity, or because you had asthma and you can't breathe, you just don't. Um, So I was pretty much on the couch for my entire childhood. And so I kind of fell to the, the side of okay so I'm just gonna be like a nerd or a geek and I'm just not gonna even think that I could get into any type of sport because I just physically can't um and then as I got older kind of got better from asthma and um actually my very first experience with martial arts was when I was around 15 and there was a school in uh, my town that had a promotion out for a membership so it was like 50% off or whatever the discount was I was like okay I I asked my parents, so can I try this now that I'm a a bit better? Can I actually give this a try? And they're like, well, if you can pay your first month's worth membership and you actually make it through the entire month, then we'll, you know, then we'll actually invest in this progress. Because up until then, it was like, I'd start off things and and quit when things got tough, right? But martial arts ended up being that one thing where even when things got tough, because, you know, it gets tough when you train martial arts. It's like, I wanted more. I wanted to be there more. So then they were like, okay, this is something she actually enjoys. So um, did that for about a year. Then the school closed. And then you get into like university and things like that and didn't really have an opportunity. Um, And then started back up in my early 20s is when I got back. And that's when I count these eight years, it's like these eight progressive years. So since I started back up in my 20s up until now.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, you hit the nail on one thing. Um, You said it's like an investment. So, I mean, your parents wanted you to like, invest yourself in uh, martial arts, and which that was like a push for you
1: mm-hmm. because,
0: yeah, because you loved it so much. And then, of course, when uh, one studio closed, you you still wanted to continue. So you had to find two investments on, at another school. Exactly. But, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I can also relate to asthma because you know I'm suffering with asthma, but you know I have it, I have it more control. or I can say I, I'm a lot better with asthma during the summer than the winter. So it's mm, yes,
1: yeah. Well, and for me, um, it kind of depends. There, it seems like there are times when it gets triggered more often. So mine, um, I have so mine's triggered by various things, so like, um, uh, dust mites, weather, um, sometimes things that I eat, um. So it's, it's a whole variety of things. So one day I can be perfectly fine. And then the next day, I just have to call everything off and just take the day off. So it can be kind of up and down.
0: Yeah. Like for me, like before I even get on before, if I take a puffer of, of uh, my asthma medicine, I kind of kind of test it out. So like if I'm on a treadmill or a elliptical, mm-hmm. I see, usually I see how I am within five minutes. So if it doesn't affect me within five minutes, I just keep going without taking any breaths or taking any puffs. So that's how I deal with my asthma. Mm, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So for myself, I tend to be like this a little bit happier, sometimes outgoing person. And then when I have these days where I'm just, it's like, I'm dragging my feet the entire day. And by the end of the day, I'm like, maybe I should take my inhaler. Maybe that's what's affecting yeah. me. And it tends to be that exactly that kind of throws off my mood for the entire day.
0: Yeah. All right. So can you um, tell me your like your first memory of like your first class, like the latest memory you can think
1: of. Of my very first class. Yeah. Um, so when I first started around 15, I don't remember too much about it. Um, I just remember kind of being impressed. Uh, about martial arts to begin with I had no idea I didn't know there were different types of karate I didn't know what each style taught I didn't even know what style my school was teaching at the time um, so I kind of just went in blind knew I wanted to do some sort of karate um, but funny enough one of my biggest memories from the school was actually sparring with my sensei at the time and like, you wouldn't assume it because he seems so gentle. But as we were sparring, all of a sudden he spins and throws a back fist and it lands straight up against my head. And as he hit me, he also caught me because he noticed he had hit me just a little bit too hard. Like, we were yeah. wearing, like, gloves and everything and oh, I had okay. <laughs> a helmet on. Yeah, so maybe I should have started with that. We were all we were all wearing sparring gear. But it was just like man, you can just be so powerful. So it's like that dynamic of as you progress in martial arts, you have so much knowledge and ability that kind of don't want to use it because you realize how powerful it is.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, when I first started, I, I didn't have no idea what I was joining. I was thinking it was just regular karate or Taekwondo or tanks to or whatever style. And then mm-hmm. of course I see all the pictures of Chuck Norris all over the place. Like my, Master instructors like highly, um, uh, should I say, uh, highly knows from Chuck Norris because he's pretty much, of course, he's been uh, trained by them, and then, of course, um, he usually visits his house sometimes, and of course, um, he knows his kids, and that's what great the great thing that's almost like uh, indemnity to me, but you know, I don't know Chuck Norris as much, but everybody knows Chuck Norris because he's famous, so right, right, but you know I want to treat him as like uh, our creator of the style, and of mm-hmm. course uh, that's how I see him. I don't see him as like the movie actor and the uh, t v actor I see him as a person like trying to share his um, knowledge of martial arts right, uh,
1: right,
0: yeah, All right. so of course you're uh you got to your first class, well, what was your mindset after that class
1: um so I wasn't really sure. So I kind of throughout my entire martial arts experience, I never really set goals for myself other than I want to I want to go to the next class. I want to reach the next level. So because I never saw myself as one day I'd be black belt. I'm just like, okay, I'm here. I'm taking class. Whatever comes my way, I'm going to take it. And actually that first, the very first class I went to kind of going back, I actually didn't have enough courage to go by myself. I roped in one of my friends um, and we went together and we took the class. And I was actually the only one who stayed. She decided it wasn't for her. Um, but it was just like the only push that I needed. I was like, fine, you don't have to come anymore. But I know that I want this. Um, so it was more that like just gaining that skill and then slowly having to face that you need a certain level of confidence in order to go into the class and to train and to kind of slowly face your fears as you're training of, okay, I don't know this now, but I could know it later. And I just got to kind of chip away at it each class at a time. And then you slowly build to where you are today. And then you're looking back and you're like, how did I get here? Well, it was just accumulation of all of those decisions to just show up to class and try to work on yourself a little bit more.
0: All right. So were you the type of person that liked to get in front of people and perform, or you were just like, the, uh, I, I'm nervous. I don't want to go up there. So were you like that? person? Oh, no.
1: Yeah. So I actually deal with um, anxiety quite a bit. So it was definitely not something that I felt comfortable doing. Um, I very much like to be in the background and kind of let everybody else do their thing. But with karate, it's especially with gradings and having to do kata. Well, you're like put in the center and everything else stops around you. And you have to find that confidence to push through that awkwardness of being that kind of targeted out or or, or standing out from everyone and ha- having to just be in that mindset of you're all that's happening at the moment. And just thinking of the next step, just slowly, um, whatever the next movement is, as opposed to oh my gosh, I'm in front of everyone. So in doing that, it kind of leads or helps with other aspects of my life in progressing in my own work and things like that and finding that confidence to be okay being that person standing in front of your peers or your colleagues and giving that presentation. So yeah, it was definitely and still is something that I, I struggle with, but it's one of those things from martial arts that it's helped. Give me that confidence that you know if you're knowledgeable, even just a little bit in the subject matter, to just bring what you can to the table.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's the same thing with me. You know, I have that stage fright, that anxiety, but you know, I felt like I'm more prepared to go in front of people now because you know, I'm out there studying other things that you know that I could bring in karate. You know, normally when I tell my students, it's like almost like you're going to school, like. Everything you learn in school, you're bringing out to the real world. So mm-hmm. every everything has a science, a history, or a language to it, and of course, sometimes math. So you're bringing that almost to the outside world. So that's how it is with martial arts. So if you come up with like, uh, like say, if I was going to describe a thrusting front kick, I say, think of yourself kicking the door open. So yeah, I try mm-hmm. take what, take what I get from home and kind of bring it to like the class, so they understand. Yeah. That's all. I mean, I know the straight straight, right? You no, know, I'm more like a comedy act when I'm up there. I mean, <laughs> I try to find something funny. I don't overdo it, but, you know, I want to note the kids that this is not you going to war. This is you, um, actually, you're having fun with martial arts and also learn how to protect yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Do you teach?
1: I was uh, assistant for about a year. Yeah. So um, when I got my third degree black belt, it was kind of like Set as a standard that once you got that degree, then you had to start being more involved in the teaching of the classes, so that then you could progress and get your your other ranks. So, uh, yeah. So I have only taught for a year.
0: Uh, I, yeah, I mean, I just, I think about those kids, and you know, I can't quit on them. I mean, you know, you think about what's happening out there today with um, you know, people like getting sh- uh, shot or hurt. And they have to learn how to fit I mean, I, of course, I got a 15 year old niece that I got to worry about. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, uh, I got to make sure she's well protected. She says her self defense is decent, but I'm going to find out when I see her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Going to challenge her on that. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I, and yeah, just thinking about being in front of people, you know, I got to worry about being in front of thousands of people when I get my master rank, which that'll be easy. <laughs> yeah.
1: Mm, wow. Yeah. Thousands, thousands of people. I can't imagine.
0: Yeah. I was thinking of uh, some of the comedy acts and then that'll be at two minutes over.
1: <laughs> yeah. Hey.
0: Sure. All right. Oh, speaking of all of your first black belt tests, can you remember your first actual black belt
1: test? Let me see. First black belt test. I actually think was with. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was with um, my Japanese sensei. So we have our school here. And we're linked to another dojo um, back in Okinawa, Japan. Mm -hmm. And so he came down to visit. He did like a weekly seminar. We had a tournament at the end of his stay. And on either the day before or the day after the tournament was migrating. So it was myself and a few others who had trained at the same time. Um, So it was the group of us plus him and Two or three other representatives from Japan that came with him, kind of as like his um his, his helpers throughout the the seminars um as well as my sensei here from Canada and we were basically just like drilled for I think it was an hour so um the the first part, and this is normally how the gradings that I've been to are structured they're basically like tiring you out for a straight. 40 50 minutes and then only the last 10 minutes of the actual grading is content that you've learned in class because it's more like okay if you can manage all the grueling cardio workout portion okay because then can you keep that mindset that clarity to actually do your kata by the end do you have you gained that um, mental awareness that that um muscle memory to do your kata when your brain has completely shut off you're so exhausted that you like you you can't really lift your arms you don't really want to move your legs but now you have to do kata that is so technical can you do it and can you not give up on yourself in the process because you're so mentally fatigued
0: yeah i mean i remember my first we that's like the first thing we actually did we did um forums first and then we went on to everything else so of course um and in between of course we have rests but i can say probably from probably my, my third my fourth we exactly got them um, doing going through techniques uh strikes some um, blocks kicks and it was like yeah i was tired out i couldn't even move i was like ooh i luckily if you were the first person to do kata you got that rest period but yes. i wasn't i wasn't so i mean i got the worst of it but
1: I actually kind of prefer being that first one because you're not watching everyone else kind of going oh my gosh do I remember my kata do I remember where to ki, ki- I? do I do I even remember my own name right now so you, you're kind of just like first you don't have any time to worry you just have to go um so I kind of prefer being first
0: uh, yeah I mean I didn't want to be first but I didn't have to do it but you know I got out the way and I yeah, got that exactly. rest period.
1: Yeah, and you get to rest afterwards when everyone else is going, you're like, you can actually mentally rest.
0: Uh the worst thing is like you have to drive from your hometown to another town. Like you well, for me, for my fourth fourth degree, I had to drive from my hometown of Niagara Falls to Boston from like twelve midnight to like seven o'clock in the morning. And, wow. Yeah. So but well most mostly I wasn't doing the driving. Like uh we had um my master instructor was driving. And of course, I I did like the rest of the driving, so I had time to sleep. Mm -hmm. So, luckily, and we missed two exits. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's always a way to
1: add anxiety to this grading.
0: Uh, Yeah, I mean, well, luckily uh, we didn't get stuck in traffic because there was an accident as we come down, but and uh, we we would have got stuck. So. Mm
1: Uh, so you made
0: it. Is yeah, to... yeah, we made it. <laughs> but going back, um, we were lucky enough that we've gone straight back. But the uh, traffic was like backed up when the accident mm. happened. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of being um a little goofy about it, like, huh, you got stuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. So let us just kind of go into your like um going to your like um making and Kata. Like you, you're like experiencing Kata. So mm-hmm. what would you say your favorite um cause would be?
1: Oh, favorite katas. Um, so, one that I was really into at one point, and mostly because no one else was doing it, was uh, Sayunchin. So, Sayunchin is one that's known at least in my style. It's it's called the old man kata mm-hmm. because it's made for um, growing leg stability and leg strength, and also the movements in it are double handed movements. So, if you're not strong enough um, in your arms then you have that support in all of your movements. So you don't have to like one arm, strong man, everything. So I was like, okay, this, you know, I kind of relate to an old man. So (laughs) this sounds like a good kata for me to learn. So um, I actually trained up that one quite a little bit. And then when I went to Okinawa and entered a tournament there during my trip, I did say and I was like one of two out of the entire group of people who decided to do Seiyunshin. no one else decided to do it, and we we're like, um, "Is there something wrong with this kata that no one picks it?" And I've actually come to think that probably it's because it's the only kata that there's no ki. Oh, there's there's no yelling to get anyone's attention. It's simply your movements and your own intensity to drive the entire thing. And I'm like, "Hmm, okay, sure." That's that fine. Um, so there's that. the That kata. Uh, I think there's always the flashy one, the 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 most challenging, at least in Gojiru. It's called Super Rimpe. So it takes you, I think, two and a half minutes to do the entire kata, um, which is one of the longest ones we have. Um, and it's very exhausting, but it has so many dynamic movements. It's got jumping kicks. It's got... Um, uh, I always forget what it's called, but it's like um, an attack to the throat. So it's it's one of the strangest movements we have. So it's like your fingers together, kind of attacking in um, to your opponent. Um, it, it, and it's got various directions um, going on. So there's just a whole lot of movement happening. Um, but it, it can be fun if like you only have time to do one kata, then you do super pay because it's like all of your katas kind of put together. Um, And then recently I really enjoyed focusing on the Meibukan side of my katas. So Goju, the style I do is basically two styles put together. So it's the traditional Goju-ru taught by Chojin Miyagi. And then there's the Meibukan, which is like five katas. Yeah, five katas that are added on to the main style. Um, and those katas are mostly based off of animals um, that are found mm. within um, within uh, that represent the Japanese, like north, south, east, west. Um, so I've started focusing on those ones just because it, it's, it's what makes my style stylistically different from the mainstream of Gojiru. Um, and they're a lot more aggressive. They're very forward, um, very direct. Moving kadas. Um, so they they just add a, a different dynamic.
0: Hey, and you said you meant uh, super MP, or that's what it's called. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. I know there's a regular MP, right? Like, yes,
1: you're thinking MP. This is super in pay. Oh, yeah. So a little bit of a different pronunciation, <laughs> and I believe, I hope anybody else who does Goju doesn't hate me. I believe it means 108 hands. Oof oh man yeah
0: yeah because i'm familiar with um impy because uh that's uh kind of i did for my um competition and uh yeah i was like really looking at that's like different than my style the chuck norris system so mm-hmm. mostly my style is korean based so uh, of course that's uh Khan, um impy right so right. i was yeah and of course uh I have, like, uh, some uh, black belt that I usually um, see at the convention that I go to. Yeah, he's pretty much an expert of everything. He's pretty much, like, the uh, historian of uh, martial arts. So, mm-hmm. I, yeah, make sure I kind of look at him as somebody to go to if I'm, like, worried about a move or, if, like, how to do this, how to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and nice. also, yeah, right now I'm working on um, Chinte. Yeah, so that's one another kata I'm um, working on. So I'm kind of studying that kata. So, yeah, I mean... Yeah. Yeah, once I get a little better with my knee, i probably do that kind of better.
1: Oh, of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Martial and kata specifically are very draining on the knees. So
0: yeah. Oh yeah. Step Stephanie, Um, uh, what was it? Jim? Uh, Gian. Yeah, that's a that's a knee one. There's a lot of knee bending in Gian. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's a good thing they took it out of the test. I mean, I can't bend down too low. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Who would you say you look up to when during your journey?
1: Oh, uh, who do I look up to? Um, I wouldn't say it's any one person in specific. Um, it tends to be just whomever tends to stand out in my school. So, for example, in the, the school I was in, um, there was just this one black belt, and um, and she was one of the only females she was she had done martial arts for so many years and was still doing it. She, she started out as a child or a teenager and then had left for a bit and came back. But she was just so powerful and so direct in her movements and like unapologetically. So sometimes I find that um, at least for women, it's difficult to find that power and that aggression and to not be afraid to show it, especially when doing um kata and martial arts in general or at least that's what i had seen at the time so seeing her just being unapologetically strong like i'm going to bring it to you and if you can't take it then you're going to hurt yourself you're not going to hurt me um because i've trained my body to do this so it's like seeing her and just watching her go all out but then she also recognizes okay i'm not good at this part can you show me how to do this so I think for me, she really stood out in just how she carried herself in the dojo um, and how she wanted to be taught, but also how she taught others. Um, yeah, she kind of stood out as a role model for me.
0: Yeah, I see. Like uh, how I would say it, it's like you either like let's say it's better to um, follow a king with scars that um, fights for their people than... A king without scars that hides behind their people and watch them die. So I see this. Um, well, I could call her a queen that with scars, because she, of course, she fought, she fights. Mm-hmm. Right? So she don't stand behind her army. She stands in front. So for it's good for you to have that inspiration and see her that she's that lion. Well, yeah, that's what I teach my students. It's always best to be that lion when you're in self defense mode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. if, if somebody's in your space, you you roar it out and make sure they step back. If they don't. Yeah, they're 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 gonna die. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yep. Uh, all right. So uh, here's a last question before we get on to our little um hindojo Dojo segment. Uh what um inspirational quote best describes your journey?
1: Oh, which inspirational quote? Ah. I have one, um, and I'm gonna quote it poorly because it's in Japanese and it was actually uh kanji. That or um, phrase that my um, sensei from Japan wrote out, and I actually have it framed. And I'm gonna say it incorrectly, but here's kind of the gist of what it means. So it, it basically means that in order to be good at karate, you must train a thousand times. So for me, during my journey in martial arts, I tend to be one of those people where I want to be good at something right away, and if I'm not good at it, then I feel like there's something wrong with me. Um, so that phrase just reminds me of, okay, I'm not good at it today, but I'm going to try a little bit. I'm going to work on it a little bit more the next day, and then a little bit more the next day, and then eventually I'll get there. So kind of what illustrated that for me was when I when I started up at the school. Um, where I've been training, where I trained for the last eight years, um, I would see the higher ranking students and they would be doing these katas with these strange movements. And I'm like, I can't even figure out how you're moving your body that way. Like, what are you doing? And so when I saw it for the first time, I'm like, I am not going to get that. I'm going to get to that level. And then that's probably where I'm going to stop because I can't figure out what's happening here. Um, But then you get to that level. And you slowly pick away at those techniques and those movements. And then all of a sudden they become your own and you're like, well, I guess it wasn't that bad as I expected it to. So that that's kind of the phrase that stuck out to me is that even though you're not good at it now and you won't be good at it now, just keep showing up for yourself and keep trying at it every time a little bit more.
0: And yeah, that kind of almost goes with um uh, Bruce Lee said, like it's, i I'm trying to think of how he said it, it said he rather feared the person that does a uh, one kick a thousand times versus somebody that does a thousand kicks one time
1: mm-hmm. yeah so. True. yeah exactly that
0: yeah so yeah i might say it backwards but you know that's like close enough you know?
1: yeah i got it i got what you're saying
0: yeah it's a lot easier to say that if the, the usefulness of the cup is emptiness or yeah that's a lot easier to say for him <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yeah all right. Ladies and gentlemen, we have reached our hidden dojo um segment of the kick pod. So this is the fun part. So this is where uh, uh Nadine gets to uh, tell her the fun part of herself. So, yeah, I know she's tough with martial arts, but let's see when we get the fun parts. All right. You ready for this? All right. Let's see what this is all about. All right. The best advice you ever gotten and who said it?
1: Oh, the best advice would probably be something from my mom. Um, and normally it has something to do with being yourself and not, um, not really expecting yourself to fit in, but being true to yourself and what your ideals are, um, is usually how I've, is, is the advice I've taken and kind of how to live my life is as long as you can come home at the end of the day and be okay with how you acted, then, you know, you did all right.
0: Yeah, definitely. Just being yourself, you don't have to pretend to be anybody else. Even though you could take a little bit from somebody else, but make it your own, but that's yeah, always it. exactly. Yeah, I mean, I could take um, James Earl Jones' voice and make it my own. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, he's retiring as um, Dark Vader, but I'm I can replace him. <laughs> nice. Yeah, don't be too proud of this technological terror you constructed. The ability to destroy a planet is insignificant next to the power of the Force.
1: <laughs> nice.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, if they call for a replacement, I will just call. i just you're ready. Them. Yeah, get ready. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Here's the next question. The worst advice you've ever gotten.
1: Worst advice. I usually don't remember the worst advice because I kind of just like ignore it. When I hear bad advice, it's just like, no, don't don't come at me with that stuff. It's usually like really easy to sniff out. And I can't even think it's probably some sort of dating advice because I don't date. And so people try to give me advice and it's like, that just doesn't sound good.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I got to focus. Yeah, you got to focus on you. I mean, yeah. All right. Guilty pleasure. How do you reward yourself?
1: Chocolate. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't really say that it's guilty because everyone like anyone that follows me on Instagram knows that I love all of my desserts, any kind of dessert, but especially chocolate. And so I tend to have like a chocolate bar hidden somewhere or like the mini chocolates Um, and then I'll snack on those throughout the day. So that, you know, it's controlled because it's the smaller size. It's the snack chocolates. And you can have, like, different flavors throughout your day instead of having to commit to, like, one huge chocolate bar. Um, but, yeah, that would be it for me.
0: Yeah, definitely. I definitely get the chocolate. I mean, I mean, I like to get big chocolate. I eat those like Tic Tacs. But, you know, I'll take the small. Well, even for small ones, I eat those like Tic Tacs. Mm, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. well, you know, I'm work it out the next day because, you know, I work out like a horse. <laughs> All right. What famous movie would you want to be in?
1: Famous movie would I want to be in? Probably a Ninja Turtle movie. I love the Ninja Turtle movies. I like, I think I like the first one. The first or the second one are my two favorites. So yeah. probably like some sort of background cast in one of those would be really cool.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And ladies and gentlemen, that'd be good for, for those who have HBO Max, because it is on um HBO Max. So yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I got to meet um April O'Neil. That's good. Yeah. The actual oh, really? Yeah, the first one, the first movie, um Judith Hogue. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Yeah. I used to aim for Comic-Con. So really yeah. if I get a famous person, well, I say the table photos are a lot better than photo ops. So if you don't got a lot of money, go for the table photos if they're offering. So that's a tip. Yeah. Hey, secret talent. Secret
1: talent. Mm. I wouldn't say my talent for downing a whole slice of cake is very secret. Um, I guess not many people notice I don't post it a lot that I play the guitar. I actually play the guitar at church. So, I've been doing it for about 15 years. I wouldn't say that I'm great. I'm like average at guitar, but um yeah, it's a, another one of my hobbies.
0: Oh, uh, I mean, I, I don't think I played the instrument since some um, middle school. I only played the crash cymbals. Yeah nice yeah but i play those like champions you know they could be the worst instruments in the world but i trade those like champions yeah <laughs> yeah well i just think of michelangelo with the uh, symbols in um the ninja turtle movie yeah <laughs>
1: nice yeah i could think of that
0: yeah yeah hey all right dream celebrity encounter um dream celebrity encounter
1: i don't know Maybe someone from Cobra Kai, since they're so famous right now. Yeah. Like probably William Zabka.
0: Oh, yeah, I met him. Yeah. Yeah, I met him, uh, Martin Cove, Ralph Macchio. Yeah, and I would have met uh, two more. Um, I could have met, um, uh, uh, what was his name? Uh, uh, oh, Hawk. Yeah, I would have met him. Yeah. <laughs> And somebody else was supposed to show up, but um, they cancel out. So I mean, at least mm-hmm. I got three members, mostly Thanks. from Cobra Kai and from the original Karate Kid.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's funny that I made um, William Zackow bow, uh, bow to me because I told him I was going for my master's.
1: <laughs> wow! <Yeah. laughs> that must have been a scene. Yeah, I mean, he just
0: gave me a little bow. I wasn't expecting that, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. How I many? Um, you watched the whole um Cobra Kai um fifth season? I have, yeah. Yeah, how many rounds?
1: Uh, Of watching it? Yeah. No, I've only watched it once.
0: Oh, man, for me, it's five rounds. Once through. Yeah, for me, I I just couldn't take, usually for me, if something new comes out, I usually try to watch, well, it's five rounds. That's a record for me. Usually for me, it's like three or four, but I made five. Yeah.
1: Wow. No, it's like, for me, I get the heebie-jeebies seeing Silver, so it's like just watching him act once is good enough for me. I'm just anxious to see because it, like, you'd have to agree with me. It looks like you need a sixth season. Like, there needs to be mm-hmm. more resolution. There needs to be more coming. So, I got to see what happens to him in, in hopefully the sixth season.
0: Yeah, and I think there was like a rumor that uh, a six or another movie is coming out. Uh, the Cry Kid movie. Um,
1: I saw that. Yeah. yeah. Was it Sony?
0: I think. Yeah, probably Sony because yeah, they always distribute the Cry Kid movies. Uh, yeah, it's Columbia Pictures. Yes well let's we'll see
1: yeah hopefully it's not so my pet peeve is that the last karate kid um wasn't karate the one with jackie chan it was actually kung fu and yeah. like, why is why did we call it this like i get it's the same storyline but it's not karate yeah so can we can we get back on track
0: yeah really i mean oh jackie can jackie chan is good but i mean i'm not gonna take that away from
1: him no like i love the movie I loved watching it. My only pet peeve was that they still called it Karate Kid.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, all right. Final question: Where do you see yourself from in ten years?
1: Where do I see myself in ten years? Oh boy. Um, uh, maybe teaching. Um, I've had some people challenge me on the idea of like teaching either at my church like all the the little kids there or or something like that um now that I had I received my um, third degree last year um so it's something in the back of my mind you know doing it part-time because I do have my regular day job um so yeah just really keeping that in the, the at top of mind see if it's something that that I can bring into fruition within the next 10 years.
0: Hey. Uh is there any last minute words you'd like to say to the listeners out there before uh well just less last minute words, really? Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, so kind of my favorite spiel, I guess, is that if you're considering martial arts, um, if it's something that you're interested in, just do it. Um, because we can all find the reasons of why why we can't or we don't want to or we think that we can't. Um, I know I had a few reasons of why I shouldn't be able to, why it's not a good idea, because I didn't see myself as a sporty person or, or how would I handle the training, but at least just give yourself the opportunity to try, you know, get, sign up for a trial class, do something so that at least you can know I tried, maybe you don't like it. And that's perfectly fine. You don't have to like it, but at least give yourself that opportunity to give it a try and then make that educated decision.
0: Uh, amazing yeah that's probably something to give out to the people that really want to join martial arts and they're not sure so that's it thank you very much um nadine so for those who are um, on instagram you can follow nadine on um karate curls um that's her um instagram username so you'll see they uh, see her um, forums or cause and pretty much tips of how to be a better martial artist so yeah so keep at it um nadine so they thank you very much for joining me Thank
1: Thank you for having
0: me. I appreciate it. (laughs) All right. So I'm going to do my little closing right here. All right, everybody. For those who are just tuning in, tune into my previous episodes on the BICBPradio.com, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And I'll see you next time for another episode here at the Kickpod Dojo. This is your sensei, TJ Williams, bowing you out.